Okay, so we uh, covered up in the beginning of the book, the first chapter here. We're going to jump right in with living with or without bitachon. We sometimes see families who never think about Hashem. They keep the Torah, but they don't think about Hashem at all. What happens to them is that eventually they become lost. Entire families have been wiped out. Means, I think what it means by saying that is it means that they can go through the through, through life doing mitzvot and learning Torah and, and davening, so to speak, mm-hmm. but not actively thinking about Hashem, not thinking about that this is for Hashem or this is what is Hashem, but rather doing they, they, do them, they do what they have to do, just to be yotzer. I think you're 100% on that. I think he's, yeah, so he says, I remember a family of six boys and a daughter. He said, not one grandchild remains today. He means that, like, in terms of them, like, observing the things that they, their families had observed historically, they were, Shomer, they were a Shomer Shabbos family, but they didn't talk about Hashem at the table. They didn't have bitachon at all. They did mitzvot, but it was by rote, like you said, without any thought. So Hashem relegated them, as he says, to the category of animals and birds. Just as we see sometimes certain birds become extinct, certain animals become extinct. In a similar way, this family became, so to speak, spiritually extinct. But for Jews who live with bitachon... Hashem responds and conducts their lives in a special way. Therefore, they're going to continue and succeed in the way Hashem knows is best for them. Now he jumps into peace of mind. In regards to the benefits that a person can get from Bittachon. So I, I think what he was saying there is just the idea that like, he's not interested in us going through the motions, right? He's interested in us connecting and, and building the relationship. It's all about the relationship. So in regards to what are the benefits for us in terms of Bittachon, so he says some of the benefits are that a person uh, that, that a person can get from bitachon in his Torah observance. Among them is peace of mind and his reliance upon Hashem, which is like what happens when a servant must rely on his master. That was the words of the Machaber. So uh, Rabbi Victor Miller is now putting his commentary in. You may find it surprising that peace of mind is listed here because because it can be seen as a material benefit rather than a spiritual benefit, gashmias rather than ruchmias. To have the right gashmias is a very important factor in avodas Hashem, in serving Hashem. When a man's mind is preoccupied with anxiety and worries, they take up the place that should be used for more important thoughts. When a person lives with bitachon, his mind is calm. That enables him to concentrate on important ideas of life. But the happiness of peace of mind is in and of itself a reward. And he's saying that comes from Bitachon. Physical well-being also. The author starts out by telling us that he's talking about the benefits in Torah observance, which is primarily Ruchmias, our spiritual benefits. We must not lose sight of the Gashmias as well, such as peace of mind, like we said. That is because the Gashmias really is Ruchmias at the end of the day. The altar of Slabadka drew an important lesson from what Moshe Rabbeinu said to B'nai Yisrael when they came out of Mitzrayim. He said, uh, Remember this day on which you departed from Egypt. Today you're leaving in the month of springtime. So why did he mention the month, like the time of the year? So it says, Hashem was reminding them of how happy they were when he, when he took them out of Mitzrayim. They were thrilled to finally be free after years of crushing slavery, right? They came out with great wealth, right? And the, the enemy was wiped out. Hashem rescued them. It was a mountain of happiness, and they were wild with joy. With everything going so well, who cares about the weather, he's asking. The weather conditions on the day they left was not that important. And yet, Hashem said, in this mountain of good things, there's one more thing you shouldn't forget. It was good weather too. 
It was springtime. You walked out, you saw the trees were blossoming, the grass was turning green, and that made you feel good also. So you say, who cares about that? No, Hashem says, don't say who cares about that. If I'm doing a million good things for you, and this is just hiding in the mountain of the million, don't forget that either. So we come back to Bitachon. Although Bitachon can give you great benefits, it will also give you good health. That's because a great deal of good health depends on the mind. When a person has a calm mind, he will certainly live longer as well. Don't be ashamed to say that you're a Baal Bitachon, you're a master of, of trust in Hashem, because you also want to live longer, and that's why you're motivated to do it. Don't worry about your selfish motivation. He says a calm mind and everything that goes with it is all part of the deal. So, now he's reviewing the last little piece we just did. He says, the, the author has been speaking about the subject of Bitachon, which means to trust in Hashem. Later he's going to explain in detail what that means, but in general he's saying that whatever Hashem does, He does for the good. He does for a good purpose. Since He does everything, then everything that happens in the world is for a good purpose. Namachaber. He says, we, we have said that among the benefits that a person can get from Bitachon is peace of mind in this world. This is an important benefit. Because if he doesn't rely on Hashem, then he relies on something else. And if anyone trusts in something other than Hashem, Hashem removes his supervision from that man and leaves, it, leaves him in the power of whatever he's trusting in. By the way, we said this yesterday, but just so you know, you're welcome to break in any time with stories or any clarification or any points that you want to make. This is not meant to be me just reading. This is going to be the foundational jump-off point. But if it stays that way, great. If not, then we'll, uh, we'll also discuss it. So imagine that a person says, I'm relying on Hashem, but if He won't help me, then I'm going to go to my uncle for help. He says, that's a big mistake, because a person has to know there's nothing but Hashem in the world. Then his feeling of serenity is fully justified, because he won't have to rely on his uncle. After all, who knows if his uncle is going to help him or not. A man who has this quality of trust in Hashem will gain a peace of mind that will transform his life. Let's say he trusts in the forces of nature, or he trusts in chance, such as maybe the stock market that will favor him, or the horse on which he bets is going to be the winner, or that the company he works for has become a triple unicorn. Any of those things, he said that in the book. Or maybe he's, because he's so smart, he thinks he'll be able to make a fortune for himself. If he does so, his trust will always turn out to be a failure. Because if Hashem is not going to be involved in helping the man or the person, right, then nothing can help them. Life is too complicated for it to function without direction. There is no such thing as meaningful chaos in this world. Everything is measured out like, like in an aircraft, aircraft control tower. The controllers give instructions for the flight path of each plane, otherwise the planes would be crashing all over the place. In this world, all the things that are happening are also being guided by Hashem's plans. His plan will cause pe the people who trust in Him to have the best in everything. Now sometimes it's the best in Gashmias, sometimes it's the best in Ruchnias, sometimes it's the best in both. There's no question that the one who's going to trust in Hashem is going to be the winner. But if a person decides to fly an airplane and disregard all the instructions that come from the control tower, he's going to end up in a collision. It's actually a, a really beautiful thing. Sometimes you, I saw this in the Orachayim, I think last week. He said, um, the Orachayim said, on, why is it that, that sometimes you see a person who's very righteous and he's learning all day and he has a lot of bitachon and Hashem and he's like super destitute. Like he has no money whatsoever, right? And he has to rely on others. So the Orachayim said, there are a lot of different calculations. We can't look at, at the surface level and understand what's going on. 
for example, and he describes this situation, a righteous person who has nothing, and he has to rely on other people. Why might that happen? So it says the Orachayim, sometimes a person's chilek, his portion in this world, is so great, it's so unbelievably ridiculous, that Hashem, if He were to put it in the world, that person would be so absurdly wealthy, it would destroy the system. It would, like Everybody would see it would be so clear that nobody could have free will, first of all, and second of all, like it would dwarf everybody else's wealth, and that would mess up the no- normal way of the world. It would really mess up the system, so other people wouldn't be able to operate. So what happens? So He says, He holds that chilek in Olam Haba, says the Orachayim, and he makes sure it goes through a conduit, like a person who maybe is wealthy and might be a good person, but they're not as righteous, or a person who's not a good person. But he uses him as a conduit to make sure that this person has a livelihood, but because it comes through a less uh, direct. direct way, and that pathway that it's coming through is not as righteous, so it, it, it is able to limit the reward, so that as it gets to the person, it's like so to speak, uh, morphed by the conduit it went through. And that's why that person gets what they need in this world, but everything stays in the next world. Beautiful. So, Who says that? The Orachayim. On, uh, I think it was on Kedoshim. I'm not sure exactly. But wow. it was like such a cool, like meaning that's one example of a hundred different ways things could get to people. So you can't look at a person and say, oh, they're poor, or oh, they're wealthy, so they must be good, and they must be bad. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. So he's just, just, it reminded me, he said uh, that he caught, Hashem makes sure that the people who trust in him have the best in everything. We have to realize that sometimes it really is the best in everything, even if it doesn't look that way. Right? A person who does not have the, be- the benefit of relying on Hashem will be like one on whom it was said, for my people did two evils. First of all, they forsook me, and I am a fountain of living waters. I am the fountain of living waters, and they forsook me. The second thing is they dug a pit for themselves, broken pits that can't hold water. He says, when they went away from Hashem and turned to idols to help them, they did two things wrong. First of all, they turned away from Hashem. That in itself is an avira. Second, they relied on something totally worthless, like how sad. Anything other, other than Hashem really can't do good for the person, so it's a mistake as well. So he says... Um, so maybe we'll stop here. Shkaya. This is another section. Beautiful. Shkaya. Shkaya. Thank Shkaya. you, guys. I said the idea of the, the lightning too, but um, the, now you're being too good. There's a marshal that I sometimes tell people. It's, uh, I'm not walking down the street and I saw somebody welding. Right? So he's welding, so he has one of these masks on. You see, if you've ever welded before, there's a mask. You can't see anything. And once the electricity starts, so then you can see what you're doing and you can, like Mahavani. So the idea is that the reason it's like that is because the light is so bright that it would burn your eyes if it didn't have that. So the darkness and the choshech that you have there, like it's only because the light on the other side of it is so bright that makes it so that, that it's now it's reasonable, now you can like work with it. So again, in our generation, in different situations, sometimes the goodness that's there is so bright and so big that the only way we can have it is we have like this darkness which covers it up. Amazing. Beautiful. I'm just like you. Just passing through Just like you My heart wants to feel Something that's real And my mind hopes to find Treasures of another kind And if you had my eyes you'd see A palace for you and me
you and